0: Welcome back to Our Pride by Mr Gay Pride Australia. This episode I caught up with the president of Hey Mardi Gras, who put on the amazing regional festival, Rainbow on the Plains, Will Miller, and we spoke through everything Rainbow on the Plains festival. That Rainbow on the Plains festival is happening so, so soon, and we will give you all the details of how you can get involved. Last year, The Mr Gay Pride Australia final was at the Rainbow on the Plains Festival and as the winner at Hay, gotta say, got a very, very strong connection with the people of Hay and the Rainbow on the Plains Festival. It was great to catch up with Will, find out what's happening this year and get a little more insight into the festival. Fam, I'm your host, Dion Alexander, Mr Gay Pride Australia 2022, and you are listening to Our Pride by Mr Gay Pride Australia. I am joined by who last year I rightfully gave the title of President of Making Shit Happen, The uh, for the Rainbow on the Plains Festival, Will Miller. Welcome, Will.
1: Thank you, Dion. Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
0: Uh, it's great to have you. Uh, we definitely loved going down to Hay last year. Uh, it was an experience for, for all of us, uh, but I think we'll get uh, onto that a little bit later. Uh, What I'd love to find out a little bit more, like I call you the president of of making shit happen uh, because that's what happens in those sorts of events. Everything's going haywire and you've got to pull things out and, you know, duct tape things and and all that sort of stuff. But um, can you please tell the listeners and those that are sort of viewing on YouTube a little bit more about yourself and your involvement with the Rainbow on the Plains Festival?
1: Fantastic. Would love to, Dion. Thank you. So uh, Will Miller, he, him, he's... um, a proud hay boy. I've been a, um, a hay boy for a large majority of my life. I did go to the big city of Canberra for a little while just to develop a career for myself, but um, true to my soul, I had to come back to the country and, and live the true life that we get to live out here on the hay plains, which is a nice, chilled, easy lifestyle. Having said that, once a year, we do have a big party that we celebrate for the, you know, the only gays that are in the village, and you know, luckily here in hay, we have a few, so we get to get together and have a big celebration and surround ourselves by an incredible amount of allies. So, um uh, yeah, hey boy. Um all my family still live here in Hay. Um a lot of my family are now my uh, chosen family, which a lot of our uh, listeners are probably can relate to. So you know I have many aunties, uncles, mums and dads here in this village and this this town is very dear to me and um it, it, it shows if you get a chance to come to our festival. It's pretty cool.
0: And it is an uh, amazing festival and I probably was surprised by how many People from our, our rainbow community uh, were present uh, at the festival and how many allies you had uh, when we da- were down there. What's your sort of official title so that we can get that right for you? Ah,
1: excellent. So so uh, I guess it's the chair of the Hay Madagra and president of the Rainbow on the Plains Festival.
0: Awesome. Um, oh. As as the chair, you'll be able to tell me a story. I believe there's a cute little story behind how El Presidente, how the um, Rainbow <laughs> on the how the Rainbow on the Plains Festival uh, came to be what it is now.
1: fantastic. I love telling this story because I don't think any other uh, festival gets the same background story that we're like lucky enough to have. So um, as the Golden Girls will say, picture it. But um, picture it, it, was 2018. Um, the world was very innocent. There was no COVID, there was none of that around. And um, <laughs> we had some beautiful local <clears throat> women um, who were all heterosexual, you know, have, have children, have lives of their own, run businesses, work very hard. Um, loved watching the uh, Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras every year and quite often hit it up to Sydney to enjoy the celebrations of what the, the queer community offered during that that time and um, they decided why don't we watch it here back here in Hay and um, sort of book out the local club and get a projector and put it up on the wall it's going to be really fancy and it was a fantastic idea and a couple of people heard about it and they said well let's do it but let's dress up let's get all colourful and then all of a sudden that was the idea and then People said, well, if we're dressing up, why don't we do a little parade? And everyone's like, fantastic idea. And then if you're having a parade, you've got to have a fair day, right? So then there was this fair day. And then before you know it, um, all the TV networks, radio networks, international news media picked up on this little community out here. And, hey, we're having this big Mardi Gras. And we're like, well, now we're going to have to have a big Mardi Gras. And from that, those, those poor women got themselves an extremely busy job for, <laughs> I think they had six weeks to pull, pull it off. And um, it was actually... Absolutely incredible. People rolled into town and um, everyone got involved and we blocked off the big highway that goes through our town and decorated every shop we could find and it took over the place and it was spectacular. So from a little idea of a projector on a wall with five girls um, having some bubbles to um, what became a very, very big and probably one of the first rural regional pride festivals. Um, So, yeah, it was was a great idea at the start that it's become this (laughs) incredible beast fantastically <laughs> fabulous now. <laughs> I, I
0: absolutely love that story. And I also love that it started with some allies to the community. So um, like it started with straight women that went to the Mardi Gras festival in Sydney. And like, we've got to do this for our community back home. Uh, and I think it just speaks of, and I, I want to ask a little bit later on, just about your how well your community supports each other. Because it was one of the striking things uh, when I was down there last year and I was only there for a weekend. Um, but I just think it, it speaks to how everyone in the Hay community doesn't want to leave anyone behind. Uh, and it's just an absolute beautiful story.
1: Thank you. Yeah. You're 100% right.
0: <laughs> and you've spoken about now the festival's a bit bigger than Ben Hur, <laughs> it's a little bit right? bigger than, you know. The And <laughs> what was planned, the, the bubblies on a projector screen. Uh, can you tell me and talk us through what's happening um, on the weekend for the Rainbow on the Plains Festival?
1: Absolutely, for sure. So so it's extended out to now a four-day event, which is fantastic. So that keeps me very busy. So on the Thursday night, we sort of have a, it's more pitched at the locals because, you know, a lot of our visitors are still travelling out to Hayes. So on the Friday night, we sort of have um, our probably one and only sort of experience at a, a real drag um, cheesy pub scene show where we get a bit of drag bingo and trivia and all those fabulous things and a lot of the locals come along and uh, play some games and really get that um, comf- comfort level up, ready for the festival weekend. Uh, so a Friday night, we're going to have an outdoor family-friendly event. Uh, so last year was the first year we did our Rainbow on the Greens, we called it. Uh, so we we, we get a, an artist and this year we've got the Rogue Traders. So Nat Bass and James Ash are actually going to head on out across the Hay Plains. Awesome. And they've hired a little bitty man and they, they're going to take the trick across Uh, so and then we have also got some incredible drag artists um, coming from Melbourne and Newcastle so um, and obviously we take every opportunity we can to educate uh, the Hay community and those who attend so we've um, worked very hard with our event coordinators and we've made sure that we don't have just the drag queens this year we definitely have more drag kings and non-binary drag artists so that's just really broadened the understanding of the 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 scene that um, we're trying to picture and pitch to the Hay people that it, it, it is very diverse um, then Saturday we're going to block off that big highway again and um, decorate and paint the town rainbow and take over the, the streets and do a beautiful street parade and we've got an incredible amount of entries this year and I've, I've got to see some of the floats and I tell you what they'll probably put um, world pride to shame because it's it's a big effort that they're doing so I'm very excited and many of our, uh, our sponsors um sort of really get on board and they make it their Christmas party so it becomes this big celebration down the street um we do have a fair day and um, we've got a, a pretty cool local band who's gonna do some incredible covers and we've got the youth task force. We really love working with the youth task force of Hay. Um they use it for their week, their yearly youth week events. So they're um taking over half the park and they've got all these incredible ideas and linking in with um our festival. Uh Saturday night we've got the after party, so we've got the, the forever cool Zoe Baby. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know so <laughs> we we just have to you know be as cool as Zoe so she'll want to come back because Zoe <laughs> gonna, uh, that's a gonna hey and um she, uh, we'll we'll find a van to pick her up from the airport and bring her across the plains as well. And then um yeah so Sunday nights where um sort of all the adults get together and we take over the, the whole venue. We have the venue exclusive to ourselves and um everyone gets an opportunity just to really get to sit down and chat or have a dance or get to know each other and make those lifelong friends that I, I know I've had the opportunity to make every year. And then Sunday when we're all feeling sad and sorry for ourselves and our feet are swollen, our heads are hurting, um, we hand it over to the women's AFL uh, who are a local netball team but they, for that uh, weekend they play women's AFL and we call that the Pride Cup. So uh, another regional um, town, they come on over and we, we they pick the footy around and we all sit there, cheer and um, have a great time and sort of enjoy um, sitting with our friends and watching the women play. Really hard, they play hardcore. They uh, do, and that's that's a big weekend. That, that's enough for this year. But, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a pretty cool weekend. So um, you know, we, we try to give the opportunity to all businesses around town. So we we spread all the events out and we make sure that everyone gets an opportunity to attend something. So you know, a few of our events are free. Um, we have a family friendly. We have adult only. So we try to tick all those boxes to make sure we are as inclusive as this community is to us.
0: And I absolutely love that. And, you know, to unfortunately, I'm probably going to use a cliche, but there is something for everyone uh, along the way. Um, and, like, just the amount of you know, people that you get involved, the amount of the community that becomes involved, um, this really is just uh, you see the whole spectrum of hay on display. And I think it's just absolutely fabulous um, the way that you, you do do it and, and the way that everyone gets behind the festival, which is fabulous. Um, I hear that, you know, someone's up, Nat Bass needs a makeup artist. Is that correct? Are we... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so, so we, we, we definitely are um, on the um, edge knife of um, responding to all unique requests and um, we're just so excited that, you know, that we get the opportunity to to um, bring these big artists out here. But obviously um, it's a long drive for Nat across those hay plains and uh, Nat obviously wants to look her best for our festival, which is fantastic. Uh, so we've had to use some of our uh, drag performers um, to use their other skills as a makeup artist and hair stylist which is fantastic so um no doubt Nat is going to look the best she's ever looked because you know <laughs> it's been done in a local club's gym but yeah you know, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it and it'll be fantastically fabulous so
0: I can't wait to see Nat's look that's going to be great I reckon you, as you said Will that's going to be the most fabulous she's ever looked
1: <laughs> absolutely um, we'll, we'll do everything <laughs>
0: So action Pack four days is obviously uh, an event that probably, I know you're going to say they uh, all mean uh, the world to you. Uh, They're all important to you, but is there a favorite event on the calendar for you? Is there one that that maybe means a little bit more for you than some of the others?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. So it's definitely, as weird as it is, it's the street parade. It's the parade where, you don't have to attend to be present. You, you sort of can be just happen to be down the street at the time it went past and you sort of did a smile and a wave. So, you know, it doesn't single anyone out or, you know, it doesn't show that someone's, oh, you went to the event, why'd, why'd you go to the event? Oh no, it's just down the street. So it's that opportunity for um, us to be heard and seen. Um, we have those incredible dikes on bikes from Melbourne and Sydney who come over each year. Uh, they let everyone know that we're here. They 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 um sort of get everyone's attention for us. Um, but yeah it, it's that opportunity so we've got the, the the youth of hay we have the senior citizens who um, quite often are, you know live and stay in their hostel they all pile into their little van and they go down the street and they're waving and cheering um, to all the people who line our streets and it, easy I reckon there's 1500 to 2000 people down that main street um, the other benefit of that is you know all those people are buying a drink or supporting our local shops or know meeting new people and then everyone walks on over to the park so it's definitely the street parade um it's that big buy-in that everyone can buy in without being obvious that they're they're present and get get to get that little bit of exposure and understanding and see the diversity that you know our queer community is and it's very diverse I learn every year new things it's amazing (laughs) it it
0: is and I told this story a couple of times in a couple of interviews that I've done the, my favourite part was was probably the parade as well. Um, and, you know, when we were like, oh, we're going to this regional town, we thought you know, potentially there'd be some um, homophobia there uh, and we didn't know exactly what to expect. But probably the, the thing that stuck out the most to me was I remember we were walking past one of the pubs at one stage and just there was this gentleman, he probably would have been, you know, maybe 80 or so, with his beer, sat right up on the fence line of this queer parade and you just like i think of that generation and how they would not want to be involved and all the negativity and you know all the norms that were around when they were growing up um so to have someone like that that was you know they weren't cheering and clapping and they weren't getting involved but he was sitting there he was drinking his beer and he was just taking in what was happening around him and for for me I knew that that was his way of being supportive and I just thought that was absolutely phenomenal because I don't know where else in the world that would happen.
1: Absolutely and it's 100% true you you get so many people and you know throughout the year um, people who you don't know who they are but you see them around their cup and say i'm really looking forward to the, the rainbow weekend i'm like oh would you like to take a part oh no no i just like like to to see it and watch it and it is it gives people that that level of um exposure we you know we don't see it out here in our community very often and um it, it, it's it's we, we don't think it's the, the community don't think it's weird people just think it's fantastic and they, they see the color and the, the the happiness you know and you know we're about to go into a, a huge drought here out here in our community and I can't think of anything better than to give this community a big burst of colour and last year you all came out during the peak of the floods and I, I, you know I, di- I did have a boat on standby ready for Mr Gay Pride of Australia to make sure they got here um but you know there's always hard times out here and uh, the, the weekend brings nothing but joy there's 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 nothing unjoyous about what we do and what people come here for it's it's you're 100 right you know exactly right it's it's, it's that yeah
0: And I think I, you know, having conversations with people in the queer community, I mean, I I spoke to a um, lesbian girl last year. Uh, She said she never went out of her home. She was scared to come out of her home. And then uh, she was out on the fair day and just like she was like blown away about how supportive everyone was, um, how great it was to have the festival there and how that she would now be you know, integrating into society more, which I, I think speaks volumes like, you know, I've done countless numbers of uh, Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi Gras, um, you know, pride games with the Sydney Swans. And I never have heard that, um, that, you know, people were afraid to come out of their own house and and, and in their own community. Um, So I suppose I wanted to ask, like, what does this event mean for, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community in Hay? Uh,
1: A lot, a lot. Um, For me, who's an openly confident gay man, I, I have a beautiful husband, I, I, I live down the street and I um, am my true colours here in this town, um, it means a lot to me because I get to help those who aren't in my shoes, like enough to be in my shoes, but um, there's some really successful stories like that, down that I'd love to share if that's okay with, with the listeners. Go there's, for um, it. Last year, um, we, we had a lot of um, people come to our town to celebrate the festival and um, I didn't know this at the time and I wish I had, but afterwards I, I found out about it and um. There was a, a family that came from Leeton, so Leeton's a, a small community town like ours, and they just had their first Pride Festival this year too, and they did an incredible job. Um, but n- no Pride Festival being around the region, so the family came out to the Rainbow on the Plains, um, and their the trans child wanted to walk in the parade, and they got here and they got all ready and marshaled up ready to go, and then they decided they weren't confident enough; it was you know, they didn't want to march. But um, the dad said, "Well, I'll march for you." So. Yeah. Dad marched in the parade um, and the family met them around a fair day. And um, the family just came together and the the child sort of said, I've never been proud of my dad before. You're more than my dad now. You're my best friend. And they still talk about that experience now. So that alone made it all worthwhile. And we also had a child present um, a week after the festival um, uh, who struggled greatly with mental health issues. And they came out and said, I know what my problem is. I found my community. I, I, I think I'm, non, I'm non-binary and I think I've found people who understand what my challenges are. And that person now, once a fortnight, goes down to Melbourne to that new family they met and just hangs with them, you know, for, for a weekend, a fortnight. And I see them around town now and they are just this happy, glowing person. Now, they're, 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 you know, they're not openly out as, as non-binary here, but they're just a new person. You know, those two reasons are alone or a reason why it means so much for regional communities throughout Australia and throughout the world, right? Even not just, hey, because that story's got to happen everywhere. There's got to be kids out there who just haven't got that courage yet or haven't, haven't had that opportunity to see who they are. You know, everyone's different, but, you know, I can see a little bit of me in that person, a little bit of me in that person. Maybe that's where there is going to be who I am. And so that... That motivates us to get out of bed and go do this again this year. And there better be a good story this year. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Hopefully we haven't I did
0: a lot of talking last year with uh, a lot of the locals. So I'll, uh, I'll try and do that again this year. But yeah, as you said, like I, I, I say it uh, from the bottom of my heart, I mean it like that. The, obviously, the big pride festivals that happen in the city centres are great they're great for visibility um they do a lot for our community uh, i'm not saying that for a, a second that that doesn't happen but i just think particularly you know my experience last year in hay um you know and those two stories you've come up with exactly what what happened in front of us. like you could just really feel the impact that it was having on people um particularly on our community um and just how people were feeling more comfortable in themselves and more able to you know either explore um their sexuality um or their gender identity or just felt more comfortable that hey you know what i can be myself when i walk around this town uh it might be a small little town but uh and it's a very accepting town so i think it's uh one of the absolutely beautiful things that comes out of the the festival um I- Probably want to go on there because we, we've spoken a little bit about sort of helping support people. Um, and I spoke earlier a, a little bit about mental health. Um, I was shocked last year at the sheer number of mental health organisations that were present during the festival. Um, I think, you know, there was still some, you know, like bullying and mental health awareness on the Pride Cup Day. There was three, four odd organisations that I saw at at the fair day. Um, what what is it about you know regional areas um, that need this extra uh, mental health support?
1: Yeah, so so the challenge we had, and um, I thought I would have um, fixed it by now, but it, I, I don't seem to be able to. It's um, when you're in the, in the bigger cities and the bigger hubs, the the services are there for you to sort of rely on when not always available when needed, but they're there. Like you have those incredible Acon services and all those other Beyond Blue and drop-in centers Um, out here because there's not as much visual visual demand in the numbers we don't have those services so um, if you need some sort of guidance around you know uh, sexual health um, you you have to pick up the phone and make that call you can't sort of um, sort of go for a walk think it through and accidentally walk into a center and ask that question Um, there there is very little education out here Our, our school systems do the best they can and our teachers are fantastically fabulous and um as liberal as liberal as they can be but without that diversity of um being able to connect with different people in with different services um it's very hard so it's it's incredibly important and we push all year long trying to book them all in to come along to the festival so at least i mean you can pick up their business card or you can at least get their phone number and understand when, when i can when i can call them um we have um, a bus that we organized to go over to Griffith to get some kids help um but if if you needed um sort of a condom for sexual health you have to go buy that at the chemist and get served by your auntie or mm. you know or get served by your little brother at the at the, the supermarket so it, it it's a, it's a small town challenge and you know, we, we've got all everyone's got the same challenges mental health problems and health sexual health problems but we've got A smaller number and to justify a service full-time for a smaller number is very hard and i get the economics of that but the impact you know Hay used to be the suicide capital of australia about 10 years ago that's turned around greatly now because as you talked about the town and it's an ally for everyone everyone has an ally in this town for some reason or another you don't have to be gay to be loved you don't have to be married with five kids to be loved you're just loved in this town because we rally around each other because we don't always have the services we need um, so simple things like homelessness, that we don't have homeless people here in this town because we're all supporting each other and caring for each other. Um, some people do feel probably alone and, you know, at times by themselves, uh, and that's where we need to know that people can go to those services and having mm-hmm. them at our festival, having the people the opportunity to to learn what does Beyond Blue do versus what Acon can do for me versus what Men's Link can do for me, um, so then they know where to go. Um, we we have our, um, our local Aboriginal... A mental health medical center here who does a lot of mental health work um, jean uh, she works very hard and tirelessly with youth um, we have the youth task force and that has just made such a difference to the youth here and we have a local um ment- uh, sort of uh, mental health organization called case um, and, and case do a lot of community work and a lot of train the trainers so train us how to start that conversation how to support people and know where to send them so that's why they all come out here and we really want them to keep coming out to us they may only talk to two people, but those two people really needed to talk to them where, yep. you know, if you go to a, day at a big hub, you probably talk to a lot of people and they'll grab the free squishy ball and the water bottle and move on. But we don't get to have that conversation very often. So it's so important. I'm glad that you picked up on that they're out here because they they do come out. We just need more, always yep. need more, of them, more of them and more often. <laughs>
0: um, I wanted to, and this probably ties into this whole mental health piece is just touch on this year's theme is titanium Uh, and that came out basically uh, I think the day after um, last year's the 2022 um, festival wrapped up. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit more about you know what was the the reasoning behind titanium and what that means?
1: Sure so um, so last year was freedom um, and a lot of people thought that was about COVID but it wasn't about COVID it was about (laughs) the freedom of of living out here in our community like you have so much freedom out here because there's so much space. Um, If if you're not sure what hay looks like, Google hay planes and see what it is. It's it's incredible. There's so much space and freedom out here. Um, This year, we went with Titanium and I got it off. um, It came to my head from meeting a a dark on bike from Melbourne and she's now the president down there. Her name's T-Rex. And she talks a lot about being young and having strength and resilience growing up. And I'm like, we all need strength and resilience, right? We all have had it. We've all used and exercised the exercise, benefits, you know, getting through high school or, you know, getting to the point to have the conversation with family or getting to the point to have the conversation with yourself mm. and questioning yourself. Take strength and resilience. And we really wanted to acknowledge that and celebrate that, you know, like you may not have got to that point in your life where you're gonna ready to have that dialogue or that conversation. But if we have a festival celebrating strength and resilience in the queer community, And if I can see that there's so much success around that, then hopefully we'll empower other people whether young or old or wherever they are in their lives, that, you know, you will too find the strength and resilience um, within the community to be able to find out what you need to do to make yourself well and make yourself know who you you truly are. So that's where strength and resilience came from. Um, We've tried to focus a lot on having, which is why I've got Nat and Zoe and um, non-binary and um, drag kings as well is um, strength and resilience you don't have to be gay to have that, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of women and a lot of men, also non binary people, need that strength and resilience every day. So, we want to call it out and own it and celebrate it. And I, I think it's uh, definitely worthwhile. I'll bring out ideas for next year. I don't, I don't know where we're going to go with next year, but I'm sure that will come to me through the festival. Um, but yeah, that, that that's what titanium this year people thought we're going to get Sierra. I really wish we had the money to get Sia. <laughs> that would have been epic. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that, that that's why we're going with titanium. And also it's easy to theme, right? You know, metal, strength, you know. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. <laughs> correct, correct. And I think
0: that uh, some of the drag queens can probably pick up on that theme and uh, take that uh, all the way. So it'll, it'll be great. But I... Uh, I love everything that you you do with the festival. Um, I, I love the town of Hay. Uh, obviously, Mr Gay Pride Australia came out last year. Um, what did that add to the festival?
1: Uh, that elevated our festival beyond comprehension. So, so we originally we were going to have, have you all out in 2020, but um, uh, that little bug changed that <laughs> idea for us. And we are so glad it did because it gave us more time to really think about how we want to partner with Mr Gay Pride Australia. Um, and it paid incredible dividends you know we put you in the most weirdest scenarios and we we are forever proud that we did that we sent you off to the the aged care hostel to have morning tea with all our senior citizens and they still absolutely promise you they still talk about that now they loved that opportunity then we chucked you in a bus and made you go sit with kids in daycare centers and preschools and play trucks and dolls and you know, the, the, um, the teachers he piggybacks the as well. <laughs> 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 Sorry. If there was any injuries, there's no liability. Um, so so we, we really tried to diversify what we can get out of you and get, uh, give, um our community and those who don't always get the exposure, the understanding, you yeah, know, what, what, what is a gay man? And there is no one answer. And we so, sent yep. um, eight of the most fabulous gay people in the world into these centers and, and came out blooming and blossoming. And, um, I, I honestly think you, you, um, the contestants also got a lot from our, our people and our kids and our senior citizens I remember when we were all marshalling ready for um, the parade and the senior citizens rocked up on their bus and they're all hanging out the way, window waving at you or trying to get your attention screaming because they recognized you and um, that, that that alone was incredible um, last couple of weeks ago we had a volunteer forum we got all the volunteers together and I was going through the event, all excitable, you know, this is happening, that's happening, this is happening. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw, you know, Dion and David and um, um, Tony from Mr Gay Prize coming back. And yeah, they, they just erupted into this cheer and I couldn't get them to focus. And that's all they really forget about. Honestly, I could have saved a lot of money and just, you know, just got us out again. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, they, they got to see, um, you know, what a diversified world of the, the gay population is without seeing the queer community, which is even more diverse, um, they got to see, also they understood that, you know, when we first talked about Escape pro coming, they thought, oh, is it a beauty contest? Are they gonna be m- modeling in speedos and doing tanning and you know talking about world peace? But it's the, the competition itself, it's such a, an incredibly smart, intelligent competition, the way it's ran, it's, it's about, you know, ha- how it, you know, these incredible humans giving back to the community, how they contribute to the community, you know, what do you understand about where we've come from and what are the challenges we're going to face? And, you know, if, we, if we're not always talking about those and looking at those, then we're never going to get anywhere. And that's what Mr. Gay Pride does. It really pulls all those issues out and make, puts it at the front of our mind and doesn't make it a doom and gloom and makes it a celebration and um, it, it meant the world to us. And to know that you, you know, you're you coming back this year and hopefully um, more into the future, it, it's very exciting because it makes us feel like we've got a connection outside of, you know, like a lot of people come here, but we've got that connection now outside through Mister Gay Pride, and um, it gives us good street cred as well. People think it's pretty cool that we've got Mister Gay Pride <laughs> in our family. So, well, I,
0: yeah, I definitely think from a contestant perspective, and then obviously I've got a a very much deeper relationship now, having a one in Hay. Um, But the <laughs> the weekend there was absolutely phenomenal for all of us. I think it just really like really reiterated to each of us why we're doing the work that we are doing particularly when we got to connect with people in the community and have some really deep conversations with people that perhaps that we hadn't had before um so i just can't thank you guys enough for hosting us last year Um, i'm really excited to go back um we are going to chuck all of the links uh your socials in the show notes so people can get involved well i reckon that's Wraps it up for today. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to say at all?
1: No, thank you so much, and I just want to say big congrats on behalf of the hay community, who are all very, very, very proud of you for being the third best gay in the world, but <laughs> second runner up in the world. Um, our whole community was on board, and we were all cheering you on from afar. And I'm sure you almost heard us because you know how loud hay people are. So um, we are extremely proud of you, and we cannot wait to to celebrate that achievement that you've done not only for. Um, Hay, or for the gay community, but for Australia. Um, well done, very proud of you, congrats.
0: Thank you, thank you. I can't wait to have some uh, celebratory drinks when uh, we hit that hit that road for Hay uh, in a couple of weeks time. Will, I thank you for your time and can't wait to see you in person very soon.
1: Thanks, Dan. Bye, y'all.
0: So there you have it, fam, an action-packed festival that is gonna happen in Hay you want to get yourselves down there it's not far from sydney or melbourne a little bit of a drive you will have an absolute amazing time if you want to find out more about the festival we'll put the website and also the instagram in the show notes so you can get involved you will not be disappointed it is an amazing festival run by some amazing local people team that is all we have time for this week As always, thank you for listening. If you can, give us a rate and review. We'd love to hear from you of what you're thinking of these episodes, but please give us some five-star reviews, let us know what you think, and we will catch you next time.